This is a Jay Dyer production. And this is Jamie Dyer welcoming you to this edition of the 90s and Noughties UK podcast, where Hayley is my guest in the empty compartment, and Danny Sim is my guest to guess this week's celebrity birthday. This is 90s and Noughties UK, a podcast on UK pop culture of the 90s and 2000s. If you want to contact the show, email 90sandnoughties at gmail.com, tweet us on at 90sandnoughtiesuk on Twitter, or check us out on Facebook, 90sandnoughtiesuk. So welcome to this edition of the 90s and Noughties UK podcast with me, Jamie Dyer. And continuing on from last week, uh, the show will be around 30 minutes again, which I think is the ideal length at the moment. It's less material for me to find and it's jam-packing, if that is the phrase, um, all of your favourite features into that time slot rather than stretching them out now in just a moment uh, you're going to hear Haley talking to me um, as part of the feature formerly known as the empty compartment then Danny Sim will be joining me for celebrity birthdays to guess whose birthday it is in the week of this broadcast and um, these features we're always looking for guests um, I'm always looking for guests to take part in these features and they could be the ones that I've just spoken about or they could be brand new ones I'm working on one with dice um, which will be interesting kind of based on the RPG type thing uh, I do quizzes sometimes um, other times just straightforward interviews hoping to have some of those in future weeks but uh, again We'll have to wait and see on that. And uh, just just lots of things, actually, that I like to work on. So if you are interested, you can email, you can tweet, uh, you can Facebook message, and um, we can try and organize something either via clean feed, Zoom, or Skype. Uh, because, you know, I like to get people involved. I love to find um, people that are enthusiastic about the 90s and Noughties. So without further ado, let's have the first feature of the show. Here is the empty compartment. And now it's time for the feature formerly known as the empty compartment. And I'm joined here by podcast regular Hayley. Um, welcome back to the podcast, Hayley. Um, it's been a little while since we did these, and now this is the main bulk of the podcast. Are you feeling a bit nervous? Um, not too nervous, no. Um, thank you for having me back, by the way, Jamie. I appreciate it. It's good to be back. Yeah, that's, that's all right. And for those that um, remember the empty compartment, you'll know what it is. But 
If you don't, um, under its former name, then uh, it's free questions, one guest, I ask a question, my guest asks a question, and then we have a listener question. So, okay, um, I'm going to go for it the first time. We're going to start off the questioning, and I'm going to ask about soaps. Were you a, a soap watcher in the 90s and 2000s, Hayley? Um. Not so much the 90s, although I can remember um, my parents watching them. Um, I wasn't really into them as much, but I certainly, I can remember I actually started getting into soaps in um, 2005. Oh, I mean, that was a bumper year. I mean, you had some amazing storylines going on at that particular moment of time. In Emmerdale, Zoe Tate left. Uh, yeah. In EastEnders, that was the anniversary year where I think they killed off Dirty Den for a second time. It was around that time. Um, and Coronation Street, I wouldn't like to guess what was happening. And I think wasn't um i mean pr- previous guests would call me up on this what weren't um wasn't brookside off the air by that point uh brookside went off the air i believe in 2000 because i actually saying that as a, um in the 90s brookside was the soap i used to watch but obviously at that time obviously it went off uh sadly which i do miss it but obviously 2000, 2005 i got into hollyoaks and then around the same time, or maybe a year or so later, it was Coronation Street. And now, I mean, I can list them all. I mean, it's like, I think the only ones I don't watch, yeah, it is, the only ones I don't watch um, are um, EastEnders and Home and Away. I watch all of them except those two. Even Neighbours. Even neighbours, yeah, and doctors as well. Oh, poor. I mean, yeah. I I mean, is is doctors a soap, really, or is it just a continuing drama? It's classed as a soap. Drama soap. I classed it as a soap, so, but yeah, I can see what you mean, but some people would call it a drama, but it's a soap in my book, so. I mean, it's a weird thing because I studied screenwriting at university, and my lecturer was actually a writer on doctors. Um, Oh, wow. That's cool. I know it is, isn't it? I I think it is. I've got a real strange affinity towards soaps. I really like them. They're supposed to be really trashy, but there's something about the characters that really brings you to it. And I know that now they literally have gone off the wagon, as it were. It it really is out there. But back yeah. in the day, I, I know from watching some of the classic stuff on, on ITV3 when they've repeated them, certainly yeah. of the main two soaps, um, or what I would call the main two soaps, they they were a lot more about characters rather than outlandish things happening. Yeah, exactly. Um, back in the excuse me, back in the day, like you said, that it was more focused on that rather than the out here storylines and with whatnot, you know, with current things and you know, the way things have changed over time, you know? Yeah, and I, I think that uh, that outlandish thing sort of started with the Emmerdale plane crash in, in 1993, um, which was a massive deal because Emmerdale was this sleepy little soap that had been on the air for like 20 years and suddenly they needed to do something um, to make it into a primetime thing and that was the thing and they virtually invented it for, uh, reinvented it from the ground up which is why 
um, I think ITV are almost embarrassed to to admit that it was ever called Emmerdale Farm. But I know it's hard to imagine now because everyone just knows it's Emmerdale, but obviously back in the day it was Emmerdale Farm. Yeah, so it was. Yeah, but uh, they changed that in '89, so not particularly the era that we're talking about. But still, um, still, it it did become quite outlandish and out there and i i notice from a lot of the i mean eastenders really i i say emmerdale changed the game eastenders invented the game um of being outlandish and out there because a lot of their stories were almost designed to shock yeah and actually um when I was in the 90s, actually, I did watch um, EastEnders with, with my parents, but obviously they don't watch it anymore. I don't watch it. Um, but there was a time that I did actually watch EastEnders. Um, but I'd say about uh, 96 time. Yeah. 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 Around the time that Hollyoaks started and then you were you were off on that, that wagon. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, because Hollyoaks has actually just celebrated um, the 25th anniversary because obviously they started in um, 1995. So they've just had their recent like celebrations and stuff. Um, but yeah, which was, which was good. So, yeah. I know. I've, I've never really given much thought to Hollyoaks or family affairs when that was a thing. I remember family affairs, yeah. I, I think I saw like the odd episode, but I didn't watch it um, like that. Remember, remember Crossroads, though? Yeah, when they tried to bring it back. They did, didn't they? And, yeah. they? and I remember at the Soap Awards, they had all the cast of Crossroads there and they were like, we're not going to give any awards to you because you haven't been up long enough. And you think, you, you could just imagine some of the older members of the of the audience at home going, oh no, it's been going for a long time. But it did go off, you know, a long time ago and it came back as a daytime thing. Yeah. Um, I, it's it's crazy. Again, this is a whole episode by itself. So let's draw that to to a close. And um, by the way, if, if anybody wants to come on and they feel like, oh, they've already talked about that, well, I can talk about it again. I don't mind. There's only so many subjects out there, even if there are, you know, lots and lots to choose from. Um, so, yeah. Um, what are you thinking, Haley? Um, just going back to um, really the early noughties, um, mm-hmm. late 90s really as well. Um, can you remember the um, magazines, like the pop magazines, the teen magazines were out? Um, I, can, I can list a couple of examples if you'd like. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, the only one I'm thinking of is like Smash Hits and that type of thing. Smash Hits was my favourite. And I was gutted um, when, when I've seen they stopped producing it and then they, they brought back a couple one-off special issues. Um, but I think the only one that's still going now out of all of them is Top the Pops magazine. I think that's the only one that's still going. That really surprises me that that's still going considering the programme is pretty much Yeah, the fact it's only on at Christmas and that's it anyway. But yeah, um, so Sneak, TV Hits, um, Sugar... Um, Miz, um, I think, uh, yeah, from what I remember, I remember I used to, I used to 
um, collect them all at a time. So, but TV hits was was, was really good. So, I remember, I, I remember TV hits. Did they used to have CDs in in the front of the cover? Yeah, or like like they, they you did get a lot of cool things free. I remember that. Yeah, so that was a weird thing because I've got a couple knocking around because I think um, other members of my family used to buy that magazine and we get the free CD with it and you'd have like weird versions of stuff like i think there was there's a cd knocking about somewhere in my house of like an italian version of quit playing games with my heart by the backstreet boys oh wow <laughs> and you're like okay you know this is this is interesting i don't yeah. know why they chose some of this stuff but it's wonderful to hear well i guess because i see um majority of them came out monthly but there were that obviously some that came out like every fortnight and I can remember just like always getting them at the end of the, at the back page of the issue it, it would always say oh what's coming next month or what you get free and you know you get all excited you know what 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 gift you're going to get on, or what features or what posters you're going to get to be able to put on your wall and all that yeah because they had posters in there and it was mainly like boy bandy stuff wasn't it i loved it yeah yeah because <laughs> they i mean i i don't remember firsthand those magazines but i have looked back previously uh you know to, back to there i've read things since and obviously i i'd done a little bit of research on stuff before then and yeah. i don't remember quite how the interviews were were they quite mm, weird questions uh they could be quite random yeah and touching as well i know it's i suppose it is a thing as well i know that i don't that i don't think um i don't know did they release um was there a Quran magazine maybe and i was going to say um, nme i know nme isn't going anymore as well just touching on on the, on the same thing in regards to music and stuff there were quite a few music magazines that that were like that nme obviously being the big one and i think there was a Kerrang magazine and there's q as well q, I remember q, yeah but i mean it's just it it would just be weird like going into um, a news agent now and i said so the only one that i no, you know, that they, they're still doing, or at least they were, I haven't checked as of late, was obviously Top the Pop, so... Which is really bizarre, unless... Uh, I mean, was that a BBC magazine? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, it's it's really weird because um, I know that... Uh, was it Top Gear? I think someone wanted to buy Top Gear in the early 2000s and they couldn't because the BBC was still producing the magazine to tie in um and of course with top of the pops i just wondered you know whether it was a 1970s situation where there was a magazine called top of the pops that wasn't actually connected but obviously that is the case yeah it always was and um i suppose they can't rename it because well it's, it's just that that's what it's known as isn't it really and i see that the program still exists because it's only on annually now really isn't it that's it which is a real shame because it seems to be stuck in a time warp same presenters every year yeah. um pretty much the same artists the same feel uh with yeah. retro logos in the background it's it's stuck in a time warp and it's been like that for about 10 15 years which is uh, a shame really because that program was was iconic as is the magazines associated exactly. with it well th thank you for for asking yeah. that so I just remembered as well that there was a CD UK magazine as well, but obviously that ended because obviously the programme ended. And obviously going on that, 
it's, 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 it's surprising the fact that Top of the Pops magazine is still going. Yeah, well, maybe, I, I suppose, yeah, but to be fair, CD UK, what did that last? About five years? Whereas Top of the Pops had already been going yeah. for like 20 years or something, 30 yeah. years. So, yeah, that's that's fair enough, isn't it? But yeah. here we go. Let's go into the third and final question here, which comes from a um, viewer, listener, comes from a listener, and uh, they ask... I won't be mentioning any names this time, but on Netflix right now, they've added two, well, three iconic shows. They have added um, Sister Sister, Moesha, and Girlfriends, which are three um, programs that that, um, people have a lot of memories of. And I think the listener is from the united states and they wondered whether either of us had any memories of those programs prior to them being on netflix um well sister sister and marija yes well, um i can remember them being i used to watch sister sister quite a bit and marija a bit as well but mainly um sister sister but girlfriends i don't really know i've not heard of no that's i hadn't heard of that either and i sat and watched it recently and it's definitely uh it's definitely from 2000 um, it's definitely slap bang in the middle of this this podcast, and it's very funny because there there are members of the cast in there that went on to do Blackish, if you're familiar with that, and there, there's lots of familiar faces in there that have gone on to do other things. But I'm with you that Sister Sister um, and Moesha, to a much lesser extent, were iconic. I think I think the former was on T4 at one point. Yeah. Um, definitely, but I didn't realise till recently. You, you feel like when you watch these things, certainly on our TV, when you don't have a list of the episodes, you feel like you've seen them all, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And then when you watch them in order, you realise, well, wait a minute, I've actually only seen about 10 episodes um, because a lot of these channels just used to repeat the same episodes again and again. Yeah, I, I, I know what you mean when they've been on TV and that they do, but actually in regards to Moesha, um, I mean, I know the fact that obviously she's obviously a singer and obviously um, that's Brandy, isn't it, who was a singer as well, um, obviously in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, I I will admit that um, in answer to the person's question, I don't remember Moesha. I remember it being a thing, and I think it was on channels. And I think I was reading somewhere that it was actually aimed at a much more late-night audience, and they used to cut things out of it when they showed it on kids' television. I didn't know that, yeah. No, I didn't know that, and it seems like companies like Disney and Nickelodeon, to a lesser extent, did that a lot, where they started cutting things up. Um, yeah. Because uh, some of these pro- some of our favourite programmes actually come from primetime in America. You know, like, you, you think about when The Simpsons used to be broadcast at, well, on BBC Two at six o'clock. It's broadcast at, like, half past eight, nine o'clock in the evening in the States. <laughs> and we all know that those are different... It's a different audience, completely different yeah exactly so it's a different audience so there's so many things that we think are like little kiddie programs and actually they were aimed at a much more adult audience and looking up girlfriends uh, which has recently gone on there i have to say 
I'm surprised it was ever broadcast on something that wasn't aimed at uh, adults uh, in this country um, because some of the storylines are a little bit too adult. A um, little bit too adult. And I think sometimes something that's intended for prime time can go that far. Yeah, exactly. So might have to check it out at some point, what you're saying. It's it's worth it's worth checking it out and uh, i i need to do that with moesha and i i think that there there should be more of this stuff on on netflix i mean what else would we like to see well i just wish that um one of the platforms would stream all the um 90s cartoons that we liked none of them seemed or they do the old you know you'll find the old one but you just can't you you want the whole lot that you can just Film. Oh, there was once upon a time when they used to have um, on Netflix. I think it was they had like Hey Arnold and, and Rugrats and and literally anything like Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah. Anything that that um, that you wanted used to be on there. But I think over time, as things have become more fragmented and split, uh, it's it's just not happening. I wish it would. Yeah, as I say, I mean. Because I've I've looked it up many a times trying to find it, and they do in the states, but there's nowhere over here that's just they just don't. Or like you've got to pay for it, like because Amazon and that I think they they do, and you've got to pay you know for each like um, season individually and stuff like that. Yeah, which is a good model for them. Yeah. It's a good thing for them to do because it's like buying a DVD. But yeah. when you just want to revisit something, uh, you you don't necessarily want to pay. 10 quid just to watch that no but I, what, I, what i will mention is that um i know in a recent podca- um, pod- podcast we did discuss cartoons and from back in the day i don't know if you're aware that but um it's exclusive to hulu at the moment but um animaniacs is back and it looks amazing i don't know if you've seen the trailer but i highly recommend you do it oh my goodness at- i've seen that trailer yeah, yeah. that looks amazing yeah and they've actually stuck to how it was, and yeah, it, it looks brilliant. The format and everything, which is which is a, a surprise because um, they never they never stick to how things were. Everything needs to be live action at the moment. I've seen live action remakes coming of Tom and Jerry, and um, oh, and Chippendale Rescue Rangers oh. as well. I know. I don't know how I feel about that one because I, I love. They, Oh, they need to leave these things alone. No, they need to leave these things alone. But you know, property needs needs to be continually making things in order to keep it relevant, so that they can sell the old stuff. So hopefully, if they're remaking this stuff, they'll start releasing some of the older material out there for us to see. Exactly. Here's open anyway. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll bring this to a close. Thank you very much to the listener for asking that question. And thank you, Hayley, for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. And now on the podcast, it is time for Celebrity Birthdays. I am joined now by Danny Sim, who's going to try and guess whose birthday it is in the week in which this episode is released. Now, Danny owns a website um, which is extremely popular, and it's all based around dice. Um, Tell us more, Danny. 
First of all, happy to be here. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, so uh, other than being a, a radio DJ here in the UK, I um, also run a dice store uh, called thefrogandflute.com. Um, basically, it's all themed around like a fantasy tavern-esque where you'd go and get your wares before you go out on an adventure. And we sell dice and accessories for Dungeons & Dragons. The, uh, the tabletop RPG game uh, created by Gary Gygax in the 1980s, um, which has recently experienced a massive surge into the mainstream pop culture uh, due to appearances on uh, big TV shows and uh, podcasts as well. You know, like this one have, um, massive and have, have changed the dynamic of, of Dungeons and Dragons massively, brought it to a new world and... People need dice to play it, and you know I, I happen to be quite good at supplying. <laughs> well, supplying that's an, the good dice. An excellent plug, and I'm, I do say to people, go and go and check it out. Um, when you've finished listening to the podcast, or maybe even beyond, let's see. So, this is a, uh, a feature called Celebrity Birthdays, and basically, it's a person who's celebrating their birthday in this particular week um, that we're releasing the podcast. So, um, I would like a string of yes or no questions, and I'll give you little clues along the way. Okay. Okay, right. So, the first, the first question... Um, would would be is is this person fueled by a creative industry? Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> um, are they male? Yes. Okay. So a male a male in a creative industry. Okay. Um, in the noughties. Uh, so covering from 2000 to 2009, December 31st, um, in the noughties, uh, did they have their biggest decree of success? Well, uh, you could say that, but I think they were just as popular in the 90s. Oh, okay. 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 Um, you know, I'm terrible at 20 questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, are this are, are they are they renowned for a particular image, like a particular brand image, that kind of vibe? You could say that at a certain point in time they were known for a certain thing, and I'll give you a slight clue here. Yeah. They were known in the realm of football, but they're nothing to do with sport. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. And. I'll also give you another clue. They burst onto the scene in the early 90s. Okay. And they are in the field of comedy. I see. I see. Is it? <laughs> Can I take a guess at who it is? <laughs> you could take a guess, yeah. Um, actually, no, I'm not sure, and I don't want to jump the gun, so I'm going to go with a couple more because I'm not 100% confident with this. Um, right. Okay. Um this person. So are we, we're referring yeah. to one singular. A singular person. Okay. okay. Um, are, are they still working today? They are still working today. In fact, you might even say they've changed their image. And as they've got older, they've got much mellower than they used to. Much mellower. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Does go on. Does this person have a particular affection for the music of George Formby? Aha. Uh -huh. Now... You could say that. Okay. Okay, I feel I feel I feel comfortable. 
I'm going to take a guess. Is it okay. the icon that is Frank Skinner? Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You got it. You got it. And um, yeah, you're, you're right. And I make reference to him being involved in the football world. Of Free course, Lions. his most famous. Free Lions, mm. that's right. His most famous success coming in 1996. And um, he also did a, a show called Fantasy Football League with David Baddiel. Um, and Badil and Skinner Unplanned. And he was quite successful in the 2000s because he had his own TV show called The Frank Skinner Show. And um, he's currently presenter on Absolute Radio. He is. As well. He is. I am. Um, you know, I um, when I was first learning the ukulele, um, it sort of coincided around the time that Frank Skinner released his George Formby documentary. Um, and I, 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 it's not very PC. You know, I, I dare not sing it now. Never work again. But I, um, one of the first songs I learned in high school on the ukulele was Osama Bin Laden by Frank Skinner, which is a, such <laughs> a funny song. Really, it's so brilliant. Oh, at the time, uh, it was extremely funny. And I think that was on his 2008 tour. Wow. Um, something like that, when it was particularly relevant. The height of, um, of Bin Laden's popularity. <laughs> Not popularity. <laughs> That's the wrong word. <laughs> no. <laughs> that is the wrong word, yes. And I apologize tyranny, if you offended Tyranny. Anybody. There we yeah, go. Yeah. And we would like to wish happy birthday to Frank Skinner, who is 64 um, on the 28th of January. So happy birthday to Frank and all the best with the future. And well done, Danny. Thanks for joining us. No, thanks, Brewery. Thanks. No worries. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to 90s and Noughties UK, a podcast on UK pop culture of the 90s and 2000s. Please remember to rate, comment and subscribe on your favourite podcast provider. If you want to contact the show, email 90sandnoughties at gmail.com, tweet us on at 90sandnoughties UK on Twitter, or check us out on Facebook, 90s and Noughties UK. 